It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping over to moving and shocking. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another exciting episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win. Uh, the storms are over on the West Coast and down South, so we're back to our regular schedule. Uh, coming up here pretty soon, I'll send it over to T. Davis and B. Dag for the wonderful updates there at Fresno, Clovis, and San Francisco and all the wonderful stuff they have to talk about there. Uh, some things to talk about really quick, though, is the disclaimer. Always have to get that out to everybody. Uh, the views, information, or opinions expressed, presented, and discussed on the Upex podcast are solely those of myself, Thank Me Later, T. Davis, BDAG, and any guests of the podcast, and do not necessarily represent those of Upland Me, Inc. Also, all thoughts and opinions on properties, markets, collections, and or businesses is not financial advice. Please do your own due diligence. We're just a group of guys that enjoy the metaverse of Upland. And we do have a PG sense of humor, so if we do offend you or hurt any feelings, we apologize ahead of time. That is not our intent in any way, shape, or form. So crazy week going on in Upland. A lot of exciting news that was announced. Um we're definitely going to talk about it on the podcast later this week with myself and thank me later. Uh, I know I teased everybody saying you do not want to miss this Thursday's episode because it's going to be a huge guest. Now, don't get me wrong. This, this guest that we're bringing on Thursday, it's going to be a huge guest. It just wasn't the one that I was talking about last week. Uh, things change, things happen, and we work around schedules, so it's cool. So that guest has moved to uh, March 4th uh, recording of the episode that you'll hear on March 5th. And yes, it's still a surprise, so you're definitely going to have to tune in. But to let you know, we do have LG Doucette and he is the host of the First Mint podcast, and that's talking everything NBA uh, Top Shot. So we're, I, we're going to switch it up. I know we're the Upland property experts, but a lot of us in this community are big into Top Shot, and LG's doing an excellent job on his podcast. Wanted to bring him on, talk to everybody, have a great conversation. Um, so looking forward to that interview on Thursday and you guys will hear that on Friday. Uh, we'll also talk about the big Brooklyn announcement and our speculations there. And remember, that's going to be a 50% FSA. Um, very exciting things going on. Uh, people that are that were applying for business licenses, that's due on the 25th. So we're moving forward with property development, business licenses. And now they're talking about, hey, the East Coast is going to open up because... Everybody's complained enough, so great job, Uplanders, by complaining enough about having to always fly back and forth from San Francisco to New York. They still say that New York is going to trail San Francisco, which is fine, but hey, it's going to be great. And they're also going to release all the New York collections. And I'll give you my thoughts on that on on the other podcast. But without further ado, I will turn it over to T. Davis and B-Dag. Hey, take it away, fellas, and look forward to what you guys bring for us because it's always a very enjoyable episode. 
Thank you to Stupid and welcome listeners to the UPX podcast featuring T Davis and B Dag. How you doing today, B Dag? Hey T Davis, I'm doing okay. We uh we kind of missed an episode last week. Yeah, whoops. Yeah, well, do we have technical issues? No, we had worse than technical issues. Uh, we had serious technical issues. I actually had a power outage for at least three days. And I was one of the lucky ones. South uh, Washington and Northern Oregon got hit pretty good by an ice storm. And uh, I live in a neighborhood with a lot of tall trees and we had power lines down all over the place. And actually I'm one of the lucky ones that got my power back after three days. A lot of people around here, it took a week for them to get the power on. So whatever whatever little feeder line I was on, I just got lucky about that. Thankfully we have a fireplace. Temperatures had, had dropped and stayed in the thirties. That's Fahrenheit or to our, the rest of our world listeners, uh, which is like zero Celsius. And so thankfully we have a fireplace that doesn't smoke into the house terribly. And so we could keep warm enough and cook on there. But yeah, it was kind of a, it was, it was actually a nice, uh, a nice little pause in our normal life. And yeah. you guys had a little bit of an issue there in Texas too, didn't you? Yeah, man. For those of you who don't know, uh, I'm in the Austin, Texas area and, um, you know, I, I went to bed, I guess it was Sunday and I knew, you know, being from the East Coast, I knew that I should probably run the faucet, right? Like that's what they always tell you, just let it drip yep. or a, a slow flow just so that the running water doesn't freeze your pipes and you, you don't go without water. And right. I figured that I'm in Texas and it's, you know, who, who needs to do, do that in Texas? And yeah, It's always warm and balmy there, you find. Yeah, and, you know... Like an idiot, I didn't do it and woke up uh, Monday morning without any water. You know, I have frozen pipes. Um, one of them oh. burst. I, I, we finally just got it all fixed. I went the entire week without water. Fortunately, this time last year, I was, uh, you know, uh, I think they call them preppers, right? The, the paranoid right. crazy people who stock You're one garages. of them, okay. <laughs> Yeah, we were we were ordering uh, with our Instacart delivery a case of twenty four bottles of water with every single delivery, right? And so oh, wow. we were getting like four a month or something like that. And um, yeah, I was pretty pretty well stocked with that. And I also had two five gallon jugs of water, which I didn't realize when we had some workers in the garage had cracked one of the lids on it and I didn't check I didn't uh -oh. check that and I didn't check the water and I drank it and it wasn't until after I tasted it and I'd already had it in my you know digestive system did I realize that there had been something you know it had been contaminated and I spent the next 12 hours being violently sick and uh, so on Ooh. top of everything else um, you know I, I have no running water and so as you can imagine it, it was pretty bad and uh so yeah. yeah that's my story about why i couldn't uh at least carry on without you man i i was not only sick but uh i was sick with no water in a freezing cold texas yeah tough week but everything's <clears throat> everything's back to getting better and, and yeah, digging man. out or not digging out but at least you guys are patching up now right oh there's yeah everything is is gone it's back to normal you know, cool. I just took the trash out with shorts on again and 
<laughs> I got yeah, it'll be a couple more months about uh, for me to do that, but uh, good for you. Yeah, man. That's just typical for us, so. Yeah, Whatever. man. So, what did we miss in Upland this last week? Oh my or so? gosh! Uh, I think they they had a town release or something, but there are still no FSA properties. Uh, what what happened? We yeah, we kind of missed. Oh geez, <laughs> a lot happened in two weeks. Not being able to to do anything last week. Clovis just had opened. When did it open? It was the fifteenth, right? I believe so. Yeah. And we would have recorded on the 14th anyway. So I guess we would have just been anticipating. I, we had already talked about in the previous episode what we thought Clovis was going to bring. But, well, Clovis dropped. And uh, there's really good news and really bad news. So let's go through some of the stats. Last time I had estimated there could be a, up to 41,000 new properties, but probably only about 35,000 total. And it ended up there's about just under 35,000. Wow, nice work, dude. See, I tell people, hey, thanks. I tell people you know? that you're a map GIS guru genius and uh, like the proof Don't forget is geek. right there. Yeah. This guy said he thinks it would be 35,000 properties. It was 34,723. I am impressed. I can't believe I missed it by 270 some. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Incredible. Lame for me. Yeah, anyway, so then we had talked about collections that it probably was not going to have an expansion of Olive because the city limits didn't go down that far south. And sure enough, there were no extra collections, uh, expansions in there, except they did bring their own collection in of Old Town Gems, which Clovis does have a cute little Old West kind of downtown area. So I guess that was their big thing. Uh, for Clovis just to give it a little love however at the same time they dropped Clovis they also unlocked all the Fulton Street in Fresno so there was kind of a mad dash going on there to grab all of those right as as well as several San Francisco phantom properties that's another story though yeah and Harlem was announced as the as the collection so there was a that's lot right. going on that day uh where were you at uh, you mean, where was my Explorer? Yeah, where was your Explorer? I was sitting in San Francisco trying to grab some of those phantom properties. They promised a list an hour beforehand, but then they dropped it about two minutes after, and I had pre-jumped to a couple of uh, phantom properties, and those are the ones that never opened. So I got nothing. Oh, man. You know... I... Which is whatever. Yeah, and I was like a like a dummy in New. Year. I mean, it's it's. I still minted a Harlem property, and I'm glad I did because it sold out. Cool. You know, um, right? I didn't need one though, and I, you know, it was underwhelming by far. I would have much rather been in San Francisco, but to be honest with you, that that morning, whenever it was, I, I was bare. You know. I was still not feeling really well. So I was trying to balance that. And, mm -hmm. you know, there, if I'm not mistaken, there were a few other things that morning just going on in the NFT space in general. So it was a somewhat hectic morning. And on top of it, uh, you know, not being 100%, um, I guess it all worked out for the better that I didn't have the madness that went on in sure. 
in Fulton Street. So how fast did that sell out? Did you get it? I don't even know. I was in San Francisco trying to grab stuff and I didn't even see what happened in Fulton. I don't think it was more than what, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd like to get some stats on that. Maybe we can circle back to that next episode. I know it didn't didn't last more than um, an hour. I I don't think everybody who, from what I heard, I think from community members was that maybe there wasn't enough FSA players around and um i know there were some there were some complaints about well there were several complaints that i had fielded from uh various community members and you know one of them being that uh there was not enough fsa you know players as far as like quantity was concerned so there were uh, a very select few who were minting the majority of them um, yeah, we had the same complaints. I don't know if you recall back when Fresno debuted and there was um, some complaints in the community about the veteran players taking advantage of unsuspecting new players. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, getting them to me. So here's the bottom line on 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 it. And I was on the side of, you know, it is it's not really cool to, to tell somebody that uh, 20% markup, regardless if that's the going rate for FSA, that that's an acceptable or, you know, a, a value, a good value on a rare collection property. It's just not. Yeah. And I understand capitalism and, and if the buyer's happy and the seller's happy, it's it's a good deal. I understand all of that, but... The, the 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 bottom line for me is that they don't understand their true value and when you pay 15 to 18,000 upix for a parcel and then turn around and list it for a 150 to 180,000 yeah, upix and actually get that then you know you're you're the person you bought it from who only earned a thousand or two thousand optics on that really got the worst end of the the deal there and it's just it, it it bothers me and i pay as much as i possibly can um i didn't get any fulton streets unfortunately but if I there's were, not many in manhattan are there no there's not and i didn't i didn't go through an fsa either but if mm. I were going to, I would have at minimum paid double if that wouldn't have put them into pro because you do have to remember on yeah, the Fulton streets, they were uh, they they took the base neighborhood uh, upix per, per UP2. So if it was in Lowell, it would have been, I think, 13 or 14 upix per up square. And then you multiply that by the rare multiplier, which is 11. So some of these parcels were up in the 20 and 30,000 upix range themselves. And so it might not be feasible to pay 2x to an FSA agent and have them still be eligible. But um, I don't know. What's your your take on, on, on that whole, I guess, controversy? No, I agree. I mean, you can go both ways. You certainly got to appreciate the capitalist capitalism aspect of this whole thing. Um, but yeah, just be good to people. 
exactly it it comes around i mean there's yeah karma's a real man and she's not very nice sometimes yeah that's right so there was that complaint and then there were um i feel like some of the what was it specifically i had some community members reach out to me directly and um i i guess they were um how many Fulton streets that some of the, the veteran players ended up with just in general. Right. Um, and you know, and I, and I get that and it just, it is what it is. And at some point these new players will be veteran players themselves and there'll be other cities. Like there is, there is a whole, whole world for Upland to mint and more eventually. Yeah. And so <laughs> like, I, I get it. I think it just default in, in the, in the moment, you might not feel it's right and that it, there's really nothing that can, you know, people aren't breaking terms of service. And as long as that's the case, then it's just comes down to, I guess what ethics or morals or one of those words, like you said, just be, be good to other people, but there's nothing really that can be done if you want to be not good. So Yeah. Right. So I'm looking through some of these uh, tools that keep track of minting and it looks like what I can see here just couldn't keep up with it. But the last Fulton Street I can find that was minted was at 9.21 a.m. Pacific time. So uh, there's, there's 20 minutes. Yeah, wow. And that one minted for 52,000 epics. Right, that's why it was last. Right, and the one just before that, a few minutes before, was forty-two thousand epics. So, yeah. people were trying to hunt out those last ones, at least the ones who could afford anything and find them. There's still some Fultons available, though. Well, I guess I shouldn't say they're available. There's still some unminted Fultons, though. Well, the murals, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Some pretty big ones too. There's a six hundred and thirty-six up squared size. I can't even imagine how much that's going to be. It's a Fulton Anna mural. Well, I well, so I that's going to be eleven point one. Yeah. Yeah. So I will be on the hunt. So uh, that one's going to be seventy-eight thousand, roughly, to mint. We go. Future FSA player, get at T. Davis. He wants to buy that. Seventy. Uh, you think that'll be FSA even? Well, what did you say? How much was it? There it's going to be seventy-eight thousand. Upics. Upics. Yeah. Could, yeah, it could be because I think I remember seeing Olive Ave up. It's probably I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. It's possible. Yeah. I've seen Olive Aves up in that range and some New okay. York New York FSA properties yeah. in that one range. to watch for sure. Yeah. So all right, man. Well, what else did we have? Yeah, we got a little episode? off track there, which is fine. Yeah, um, from the last episode that we that came true. I want to hear more about your predictions. All right. Well, I could never find any neighborhood information about Clovis and <laughs> apparently Upland could not either. So they contrived for neighborhoods, which kind of makes sense. I guess they got West Clovis, North Clovis and South Clovis, and they're all <laughs> around the same size. Uh, I think they probably divided them for convenience on the map. I may have divided it slightly differently, but it gives them a range between about 7,300 and 11,000 properties each. There's one exception to this, and that's Old Town, which is that kind of Old West looking downtown of Clovis, and that's got a whopping 108 
properties in that neighborhood. Right. And I think that sold out immediately also, right? Yeah. And man, I don't know what's going on with Old Town Clovis, but not only did it sell out quickly, but the resale prices on it are just insane. Right. Yeah. Let me take like we're talking six digits here. Two hundred thousand. I'm random. I could look it up, but I'm just randomly clicking properties. Two hundred thousand. You want to buy my old town? Two hundred. Here's two forty nine. <laughs> Here's a hundred million. That means leave me alone. <laughs> one hundred twenty thousand. This is just random. Any size. Eight hundred ninety four thousand. That's a tiny one. This just boggles my mind. Here's Clovis selling for more than a lot of New York properties. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Great. Let's let's suspend our belief in in the IRL because we're making our own um, IR. No, IML, in the metal life. Yeah. Whatever, something like that. Oh, hey. uh, landmarks, I couldn't find any, and apparently Upland couldn't either. So there's, you know, no big surprise there. Um, but here's the problem, though, and this is what I was worried about, is that 35,000 properties in Clovis, I didn't think it would last a long time. However, I gave it a month. It's been a week since Clovis opened, and you know how many properties are left unminted? Um, are, are out of thirty-five thousand? Uh, I'm I'm going to say zero because it's insane. <laughs> but I know it's not zero. Um, I don't know. I would say there's ten percent left, so thirty-five hundred. Yeah, you're certainly in the right ballpark there uh, with the zero. There's like. 200 unminted properties what? left and obviously that's going to fluctuate you know with with uh, abandoned properties and stuff but 200 properties and the base on that is like 4600 upex somebody mentioned in in the um in the discord just today i think why why are new players getting the option to go to san francisco when the, the base minting price there is more than the amount they're getting right yeah well they're they're not going to get a whole lot further in Clovis right now either. You're going to get one property. Yeah. Oh, and that's Fresno and Clovis combined. I mean, the, the floor, right. the minting floor has risen quite a bit. And so I just, I, I literally, so I, I felt like it's funny that I didn't know that, that there wasn't, there was only 200 left because I knew it was getting sparse because yeah. I had just helped a visitor I mean, the community helped a visitor get to Uplander because he, he came in back in February, bought two properties or, or three properties and couldn't even get to City Oof. Pro because he couldn't buy two properties. That's just yeah. nuts. And he had, it's not like he didn't have any Upix. He had, you know, like 2,000 Upix, but he didn't have enough to buy two properties. And uh, so I, I, I ran a little community challenge and gave away some properties, but I mean, if this is going to happen and the discord is going to be filled with users coming in saying, what do I do? Like it, like it was back when San Francisco ran out of properties with your starting up X amount. I don't know if you recall, right. but the floor raised to like 5,000 in San Fran and they were giving you 4,500 and there was right. nothing you could do. And that's when they came up with Fresno and you're saying we're right back at that point now again. It's it's yep. That's it. Thanks for playing guys. I could not recommend <laughs> any new players get into the game right now. I really couldn't. They, there's yeah. not enough upex, not enough properties to go around. It's, it's like, it's like giving somebody $500 
but then sending him into a Tiffany's and saying, buy whatever you want. <laughs> what are you going to get for $500? A tie pin? Can you even get one that cheap? I mean, yeah, it's it's not sustainable. And at the rate these properties are getting chewed up, Upland's going to really have to up their game if they're going to keep players involved and not have this turn into you know a, a dumpster fire. Because new players are going to come in, they're going to get their six thousand and go, okay, I can't buy anything. Oh wait, there's a property. Now what do I do? Nothing. And it's not like they can't afford to, but there's just nothing there. Right. What am I supposed to buy? Right. Can't right. buy anything. So, you know, I, I don't know, but they've got to keep this basis of these cheap properties going. I mean, Fresno was awesome. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, it but was. if they've got all the data for Fresno County, uh, they could open up the entire rest of the county, which sounds good, but if you look at the numbers, it's really not that big a deal. There's less than a million people in the entire Fresno County. The city of Fresno has more than half of those people in it. So if you ignore the fact that Clovis just suddenly got sold out, the entire rest of the county, including Clovis, is smaller than Fresno. There's a bunch of small towns around, but you know, those are gonna get eaten up within a day or two, each one of those, boom, 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 boom. So there needs to be a much bigger measure going on, especially, especially since DAP Radar says Upland just broke 10,000 active users right. per day. Right. This, this is not going to work any longer. They have really got to ramp it up. I, yeah, I'm repeating myself because I'm a little anxious because if they can't get this going, the game's going to have serious issues. And I want to see it succeed. Right. As do I. And, uh, and you know what? Just to go back on your point. Yes. A, a cursory Google search says that we could buy two uh, Tiffany tie pins with $500, but we wouldn't be able to get the collection because we couldn't get the third. Oh, we could. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This there, is yeah. Good point. Okay. Well, thanks for, thanks for checking me. <laughs> um, man. Yeah. So what's next? What, what do we, what do they do? What, what's, I mean, do we go? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm stymied. Uh, You know, we had mentioned several episodes ago, well, maybe they open Modesto, but you know, we're going to have the same thing. That's, that's going to get eaten up in, in probably a month or two. Plus that's going to start stealing the thunder from Fresno, which now that it's all eaten up, will anybody remember Fresno? Are they just going to keep moving on to San Francisco? Oh wait, San Francisco, man, that's getting minted up too. Um, yeah, you know, is Daly City really going to be cheap enough to open up for a big FSA playing ground? You can't open up a mid-tier city. I mean, Brooklyn's great. I'm glad that's coming. That's a great idea, but we need a bunch more low-tier stuff immediately. And I'm, I don't know. Right. I, I, I definitely. Agree. I just. I, I hope that they have this. I'm looking around the map right now. I so just don't I. know where to open up. Yeah. So. Am well, I. I know where to open up. But are they are they going to? I'm trying to keep the practicality of what Upland can do. I don't I, I don't know if their team is going to be able to keep up at the rate they're going right now. Yeah. Well, we certainly don't want to panic. <sighs> I'm our ranting. But uh, this is it's. I'm a, it's sorry. A good, it's a good it's a good problem to have. I feel like. Um, For sure. It's and it's not just Upland. It's the entire NFT space right now, man. It's. Like it's starting to hit mainstream. It, it really is. I, oh, mean, yeah. I know we're not there yet because, um, 
you know, games, mainstream games are, are you know, 10 times as, you know, popular and played as Upland is and 100, 100 times, you know, more popular. But, uh, yeah, 10,000 active users and that just went through 30,000 properties like it was nothing in a week's time. And here we are going into uh, the new week and players are not going to be able to start new and do anything. Yep. Um, Like you said, luckily the expired visas, um, you know, I guess that's what the community can do to help this is to stop being so greedy with things. Um, and I don't know greedy is the right word, but I mean, if you're if you're above a certain threshold, in my opinion, it's time for you to move on to San Francisco. Let the expired visas that are going to show up over the next week go to the new players that are going to help the game grow, you know, yeah. and the executives out there that I mean, well, I guess they're eating off of the FSA players. So they are not if they're buying from the FSA. Yeah. yeah. Fine, go yeah, for it. Yeah, but I would say you know, fifty k, sixty, seventy, eighty k net FSA players, dude. It's time to put your big boy pants on and, and move to <laughs> San Francisco. Right? And if you are doing things to keep yourself FSA eligible, then that's just that's not cool right now. Um, I, I you know, new players don't have things to buy. I know that's not that shouldn't be your problem, but it's a problem that exists for the immediate future. So I, I would say, well, yeah. And you need to think a little more holistically too. I mean, sure. Right. I can grab as much as I want, but how long will that sustain the game for a while? Right. But you got to be helping other players to step this up too, because that's really what's going to help the game and you in the long term. Right. Right. So, all right, man, let me take a yeah. look here. What else did we say last week? I'm looking at last week's notes. So you said there would be no landmarks, I think, right? Yeah, I touched on that. There's nothing. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see any landmarks in Clovis, either in real life or in Upland. Yeah. But they, oh, here's here's a fun little note. I'm not sure if you guys mentioned it in the main podcast, the Random Acts of Kindness contest that Upland held. Did you guys talk about that? Uh, you know what? We missed it, I think. We missed that and something else, but go ahead. Okay, well, let me let me do good on my rant from just a minute ago by talking about this Random Act of Kindness contest very briefly. Uh, the idea was that on Random Act of Kindness Day, that you, let's see, what was it? They had a few different things going yeah, on. One was they were going to be dropping ones. random piatas. Okay. Yeah. So they were going to be dropping random p- piñatas, Upland was, just as a random act of kindness. They were going to double up all the airplane sends, the paper airplanes on the map, right? so that it would be a lot easier to find the sends that you needed. And then they also shock gasp threw in some gamification which was great uh so a couple other games i play you've got these daily 
tasks or challenges or, or whatever to do, or you've got goals to meet that could take you days or weeks or months, depending on how involved in the game you are. Well, they, they gamified Upland beyond just the treasure hunts. So what did they have to do? You had to do three standard treasure hunts. Was it three, two or three? You didn't have to win them. I think you just had to initiate them, which was great because it, I'm sure it got people who hadn't played those hunts or who had tried it a while ago and stopped to get in and do them again just for the sake of doing them. And maybe it helped them out a little more to understand how that works. Okay, so that was cool. You also had to visit properties of five other players, five unique players once. And that was also cool because that's, you know, kind of a random act of kindness to others. Instead of making it a visitor raid, it's just an anybody raid, right. I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and as far as my money went, I was able to double up those first two of, uh, of the visits and the treasure hunts all at once. So that was an easy one to take care of. And the third one was a little more difficult, but not that bad actually that was to buy a secondhand property that was listed on the market you couldn't throw an offer at your buddy for 20 percent of mint and have them accept it that wouldn't count you had to buy something that was already listed on the market so i'm looking around i'm thinking ah okay maybe i'll just grab something cheap in fresno but i finally i decided i needed uh i needed another new york city property so i went ahead and i bought uh bought a property there i i don't remember what i bought what did i buy did I buy a, you know what, you, T. Davis? I'm, I bought a Tribeca. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I can tell you what you bought. You bought some Park Avs. You bought... Uh, that was that was later. Tribeca and... But I did. I bought a Tribeca secondhand for a reasonable markup. Oh, wow. That doesn't sound like the B-Dag cheapskate. I know. I know, right? <laughs> but it's random act of kindness. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> why not well here's the thing there were there was a couple things going on if you did this it wasn't just gamification for the sake of gamification there was actually a benefit to all this first of all anybody who completed all these steps would get an automatic what extra 0.5 or was it 0.1 i don't uh, remember now i think it was point been a little trauma yeah they get a little extra spark when the spark finally drops for for building construction not only that but uh you know i should have this up I should have I should have researched this first. I'm sure you'll correct me, which please do. Um, also, players of a certain class would be entered into random drawing, and I believe that was Uplander or lower could get a Fresno landmark. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. And then I thought there was something else too about some random people getting even a little extra spark, like zero point one, but I could have been imagining that. Yeah, let me go pull up and see if I can see find the original announcement because that does sound right. Although so this whole gamification thing that was very cool. I I appreciated that from Upland very much. It would have been cool if you could have seen what you had accomplished, you know, a little checkbox or something. But they did publish a list a couple times of people who had met all the qualifications, so that was helpful. Yeah, they did. I think the community actually asked for that and right. they responded, which was great. Um, we, I, I love seeing that. Uh, so here, here was was the uh, the exact announcement. So it was play three standard treasure hunts, visit at least five different properties owned by five different players, buy at least one property from the player marketplace, not from an offer, 
we will be giving 0.05 Spark to all players who complete these three tasks in the next 24 hours. And as an even bigger bonus, if you want to complete the above requirements, you will also get an entry to Friday's Spark Draw. This is where we will draw for one prize of half a Spark and two prizes uh-huh. of 0.1 Spark. This will be a separate drawing from the sandbox party in the movie tour entry drawings and will not dilute those entries. So now that I've read all of that, do you, this was posted on the 18th, which would have been a Thursday. Thursday. And they said, and that spark Friday. drawing should have been Friday the 19th. Yeah. What happened? Where was now? that announcement? Uh, in a channel called announcements. Yes, and where was the drawing for that? Uh, it doesn't. Not yet. It doesn't. Mm. It, it doesn't say, man. And I, they didn't have it. Oofta. Yeah. All right, guys, come on, do your drawing. Let us know what happened. Help us out here. So, that's a great question. And while I'm on the podcast, I'm going to do something I never do, and I'm going to hit Discord really quick and say whatever happened with this and i'm going to close discord and get back (laughs) to the podcast okay hey good awesome way to go there um all right so there's nothing left but small and locked properties in all of fresno and clovis um do you think they're gonna no, it would be stupid to unlock those. They would last an hour. If yeah, pretty much. I mean, we're talking about those properties that are 500 upics and yeah, under, which... They would, yeah. Well, what are you going to do with them? I think I heard the claim that they're not going to unlock them yet because they may not be buildable. Well, some right. of those properties are just as much upsquared as, as so many San Francisco properties. There's so many of those that are unbuildable. There's some funny little ones around the train station that look like they are, I don't know, like it's a farmer's market and those are the individual tent spots or something. <laughs> They're like 10 by 10 feet. That's, you know, three by three meters are tiny. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with those, but they're of the 12,000 properties in Fresno and Clovis that are locked. There's, there's plenty of those that are buildable. I mean, you know, unlock the top 10,000 and ignore those tinies. I mean, even those tinies could have a use at some point. Right. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, let's start talking some numbers here. Um, like okay. we said, we went up to 10,000 users. Uh, and the two weeks ago when we ran the numbers, there was significantly less than that. Uh and we had 5,241 secondary market sales. So I guess not surprising because there was so much to do as far as buying newly minted for both veteran and new players. We dropped off significantly in the secondary market sales. Uh, it dropped down to 4,118. Um, yeah. I... I can only imagine that that the reason for that is like I said, players were minting more and as opposed to buying on the secondary market, uh, there were more properties available to buy firsthand than worry about having to only buy secondary. Um, 
our average over that week skyrocketed. So the week before, the last time we ran these numbers, again, this is two weeks ago data. Yeah. Was, uh, 3,093 OPICs was the average purchase, and that is almost 3,900 now. 3,862 OPICs was the average sale. Um, our median, which again is the number that's found in the dead center of the of a data set, mm-hmm. was fourteen hundred two weeks ago, and right. it's twenty one hundred sixty nine up. It so that's a fifty percent increase. Yeah, yeah, and uh, another fifty percent increase was on the mode. Um, the mode is the number that is most frequently found in a data set. So when dealing with uh, upland real estate sales, especially in the secondary market, well, you know, specifically in the secondary market, this number is important because it's the number that is most appealing to buyers. So if you're a seller, you want to know what this number is, and it would uh, behoove you to go and find out what it is before you start listing off a bunch of properties for sale. Because if you want to list quickly and flip properties you want to hit this number and uh the two weeks ago number was 1025 upics and a 50 percent well roughly 50 percent increase to, uh, to this week was 1500 so that was the magic number do you remember when this was like what was it it was under a thousand remember yeah we, we were talking started? 949 yeah yep. yeah so we went from nine low creep, slow creep, slow creep, boom. Yeah, to fifteen hundred is the is the is the mode. And what's the floor right now in in Fresno? The floor has current. Uh, yeah, previously has been following the mode. So when when we were talking nine forty nine for the mode, that was also the floor on the resale, and then it went up to nine ninety nine, and that was the floor. Well, I'm looking at this data right now. When we first started, the floor was sixteen fifty. And at this moment, it's 1695. But as I scroll down a little bit, I see you know, a bunch of 1695s by the same user. And then I see 98, 99, 1700. And then there's a whole bunch at 1700. So I think this floor a little while ago was 1700. And then you've got people playing this uh, undercut game. So they'll come in at 1699 and then the 98, and then somebody just, just filled it up with 95s. But you know, those are going to get bought up pretty quick. I bet next week we're well over 2000 on the floor, especially if there's no more properties that are opening up because these are just going to get eaten up quick. You want to hear something funny. Uh, I tell new players in discord and I think even on the podcast all the time, I tell them to look and I, and I explain how I I tell them to zoom out and uh, get all of the borders to Fresno in your yeah. in your view on your browser, and then click the little building icon to get that little applet that says properties nearby to pop up, and that will list out all of the for sale properties that are in your view in the browser. It'll it'll list them all out from you know cheapest to most expensive, and that bottom number there will be the floor, and that's how we find it. Well, you yeah. would think that somebody who gives that advice all the time would do that before he listed his own properties. Oh uh, yeah. I, I never would have thought that the floor was 1600. So earlier today I was listing, I got, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm not a, a flipper. I'm a, I'm definitely a hodler. Yeah. And, uh, 
but I just I felt like uh, getting my Upix stash up, and so I decided to list a few Fresno properties, and I listed them for sixteen hundred, and was yeah. like, man, that those went fast. And uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh-huh. So th- that's not what you want. Want that's what you don't want to do. You don't want right. to guess at what you think the floor was because the floor was a thousand last time you looked at the numbers because this can change uh pretty drastically and just in the oh, NFT yeah. space in general uh things can change extremely quickly it's a very volatile uh market in general so now i know not to list for 1600 anymore right. good deal good for you all right 1600 ain't gonna cut it no so what uh, if if you're not hurting for cash listed at 2k and it'll be gone in a week yeah that's not bad advice i think i have some for 1800 that i only listed because 16 would have been below mint i need to mm-hmm. i need to re evaluate my sales strategy that speaking of sales what uh kind of large purchases did we see this last week well, it doesn't seem to me like it was quite as exciting as the previous week when, uh, oh, shoot, I forgot their name. Who was it? Was it Jess Boots? Uh, Boot Jess. Jess. Boot Jess that just went nuts buying up these collections in Fresno. Right, yeah. Uh, this week, we have one player hitting three of the top six, but not a whole lot of collection purchases going on. So B Morell purchased uh, what Abbey. I, I feel like 7354 North Abbey is a collection property, but is it not? Uh, that might be bad Intel by T. It Davis. almost feels like a Woodward Park address at least. Yeah, it's a Woodward Park address. So you know, it's a basic collection, but that's okay. That's a collection property. Uh, they got a, a Blackstone and they picked up what else did they pick up? Something in Lowell. So, yeah, they're yeah. picking up extra collection properties there. Uh, 177, 177,000. I just saw this number for the Woodward Park. Yeah, it's a 3, for a Woodward Park. Yeah, it's a thirty-four. It's a huge. It's a huge parcel, and it's a huge funny-shaped okay. one. It, uh, it looks like a skateboard ramp, kind of like when I was a kid growing up. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, with a mint price of fifty-five thousand, I guess that's a little more palatable. That's not much more than what about three and a half over mint, three over uh, just over three, three by mint. So that's reasonable. Okay. Blackstone for one hundred and thirty-five thousand. A a much smaller property there, but again, we're talking a higher collection and that Lowell was 75,000 then we got uh, a couple more geez still 111,000 are you sure Kings Canyon isn't a collection property I gotta double check this one too no it's not it's just a rando property out in southeast growth for 111,000 but it's it's huge it's probably one of the biggest properties in Fresno it's 4,826 up squared. Yeah. And it minted for 77,000. So the resale on that was only 150%. So that's not terrible either. Let me see. And then uh, it's a big one. 
yeah, what is, what are what is Upland going to allow people to build on on these? Well, here's the thing, and this is kind of exciting. With uh, uh, what was it? It was the it was the sandbox competition, right? What was it? Help me out here. The one with the the one with the planets and the spaceman. FSA Fest. That sounds all right. Yeah. So they they did something a little different here, where we were dropping properties, and they would they would go right to the center, and oh, then right. you could yeah. just rotate them. But this time, this time you could take your building, and you could move it anywhere on the property you wanted. Right. So yep. that's kind of exciting. Uh, I think I briefly tried to put two of those buildings on the same property, but it wouldn't let me. So I'm guessing that for now, you can only put one main building on a property and potentially in the future, as you should be allowed to with say an apartment complex, uh, you could put multiple buildings on a single property. Right, that would be cool. One in each corner maybe and, you know. Throw some decor in the middle. Yep, yep. Fancy. You know who made our uh, surprisingly made a our list in Fulton? Uh, not Fulton. Well, Fulton is part of what I'm about to say on our Fresno yeah. top sales. Uh, our our guy uh, Green Turtle. Yeah. Uh, as a buyer. Yeah. I usually see him as a seller, but right. I suppose he's got to get property somehow, right? <laughs> yeah, he made uh, the top five. He was number five with uh, 225 North Fulton Street. Uh, he picked it up off White Ferret. Um, 78000 almost 79000 uh upics he paid for that Fulton Street property. So that's pretty, uh, that's pretty good. Let's and that's what, well, that's about a 17,000, I'm guessing, uh, base price. Right. Wow. Well, white ferret made out good. Hey, this, this is cool. This is where you've got a property getting picked up by a newer player. And you've got a veteran player here who is more than willing to pay that fair market value. Right. And uh, yeah, a, a new executive. I know I announced it on the last uh, uh, podcast I did, but uh, I don't know that you were aware of that. But uh, Green Turtle finally d made his five dollars into a ten million uh, upix net. Wow! Yeah, yeah, that guy is nuts. So uh, it, I mean that in a possible. good way, dude. It is possible, listeners out there. If you uh, don't believe it, ask Green Turtle. He'll tell you that. Uh, it can be done. You can come into this game free to play like VDAG, uh, minimal uh, deposit like Green Turtle, and be a director, executive. It's all just a matter of what kind of effort you want to put into that. And to be honest with you, the way things are going, that effort starting to be less and less, man. Buy a property, list it for more than what you bought it for. Keep doing that. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, it's it's been getting increasingly easy to make ridiculous amounts of uh, optics selling properties. I just can't believe some of those Clovis are going for more than New York. Well, I mean, did, take that for, to heart listeners. Did, did we, did they sell though? Cause I'd see this in other markets. Oh, you're right. Right. You're you can, right. You can list, you can list it for whatever you number you want. It's the sales that like what did people pay? that matter 
So we'll have to uh, see. I would be willing to bet that it's properties will be bought for those some of those crazy prices. Especially in old town, I would imagine that's where we'll see right. it first. I will be excited to see what happens with those old town gems. Most of them are in old town, right. but uh, some of them do expand outside those borders into West Clovis. There we yeah. Go. All right. Cool, man. All right. Well, you know what? We Since we missed the scouting report, uh, it's been a while. I had way more names to add to this, but I'm uh-huh. going to try to keep it to, let's see, five instead. I normally do four. I added one just because we missed a week. But if I didn't get to you, it's because uh, I didn't think we would have enough time for me to do a eight person scouting report and so i'll just split them up over the podcast episodes but uh first and foremost uh magically adept in discord magic viking and upland uh happy birthday again dude uh he's new to the nft space came in as a visitor just jumped in head first um and uh has got a, a really great attitude he's uh, overseas in, in Europe, um, but um, new to the NFT space just in, in, in general and has gotten into all of the popular NFT games, including Upland, has made himself an Uplander and is out there hustling uh, his FSA game, um, flipping properties. Uh, the next one, Crossed, who had heated dag's advice and changed his discord name to match his upland name so there thanks bud appreciate it <laughs> they're the same he started on the 2nd of february and this guy is already a director with a three million net worth so wow. he came in uh and you know hot and heavy and, and went right at it and he's a, a hobby coder like myself well actually you know what oh. He's a coder. I'm a hobby coder. He might be okay. a real coder. I don't want to downplay his <laughs> skill set. I, I didn't verify that he was only hobby. But um, we had some r- pretty cool conversations about um, the blockchain and blocks.io and the Play Upland Me account and how to pull data from that and what the specific actions mean and and yeah uh, nice. he built um, i helped him uh build a little bot for himself that uh he's running there locally which is pretty cool because you know it's it's just cool when you meet those people and they understand what you're talking about and you can explain like well hey look what i can do with this and um yeah he made himself a uh a, a little under mint bot that he's running locally which is pretty awesome yeah um, the next one is Adtastic, uh, which again is following the wise advice of our BDAG, matching his Discord and Upland name. Uh, he's a, an experienced gamer. I can tell he didn't tell me he was experienced. I can tell he's an experienced gamer. And uh, he brings a lot of wisdom and knowledge to the Upland community. He's been super active in the Discords and uh, bringing a lot of very much needed uh, insight and uh, opinions about how things could be better that I really respect. And um, I just wanted to make sure that he made this list because um, I want to let him know that uh, 
we share a lot of the same opinions about how things could be done better and that uh, he's got my 100% support with that. And uh, the next one is Vis Numeris. Or so Vis Numeris, I like yeah. it good. Do you, is it, does that mean something to you? It doesn't to me. I don't know. What I don't means. know. I mean, I can see something from several languages. Yeah. So this is in, in in Latin. I think that would be number man. Uh, Latin. You didn't see that one coming, did no, you? No, I definitely didn't. So he's an exciting new community member helping out visitors. And uh, anybody who's new who comes in and helps out a visitor get to a plunder status, uh, you're immediately going to be in, in the community's good graces because that's the foundation of which it uplands community was built upon and it's what keeps most people around or had kept them around this long was yeah. just that warm and, and embracing and, and uh you know comrade like mentality where we're all here to uh help each other and you know the phrase a rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing. absolutely yep and uh, yeah, it just completely um, encompasses that whole attitude. So shout out to Vis Numerous and the uh, and for the second time in a row, a new player came in designing NFTs. It's crazy. I, I would never nice. would have thought that. Uh, like, oh hey, I'm new. I don't know anything about NFTs, but I learned how to make one. And here's some artwork <laughs> that's uploaded. Uh -huh. Like, uh, so J I, I don't know that that was the case with JC. Did, design slash velo in, in upland um but he made he's the one who made the upics bot nft you can find it in the nft art channel it's really well done you got to check out these bots um i bought one i would absolutely recommend anybody listening to this um go support our our upland community artists if they're making nfts um it's not going to put you back a whole lot of wax and if you don't know how to get wax uh, reach out to BDAG. He will help, <laughs> you. <laughs> help you figure out the nightmare that is. Oh, man, I'm still trying, trying to learn. Act trying to buy wax. Uh, yeah, it's actually become a lot easier on wallet.wax.io. You can just buy it straight from there rather than having to go to some exchange you've never heard of, buy, right. transfer, do this, do that. So it has become a lot easier, yeah, which is great. It has, except the order that I put in through their change now service, which I'm going to bash them for this. So I put in a uh, Bitcoin transfer, transfer Bitcoin uh -huh. to, and you know how volatile Bitcoin has been and wax oh, yeah. is similar and uh, the transaction was just held up and it wasn't going through. And I understand that it takes a while with Bitcoin. It's not, you know, it could take up to hours at times, but, uh, you know, a full 12, 16 hours and it's still saying that it's sending. I'm going to get nervous. Oof. And I reached out to them via email, no reply. Um, got an auto reply back with my case and, attached two more comments and screenshots and did all this work and everything. And uh, I finally had to go to their website and find their chat and I chat into them and uh, they ran out of wax. That's unacceptable. What? Like, yeah, dude, that's unacceptable. Wow. I, we didn't have the liquidity and we'll send it when we do. And when I asked them what type of interest were they going to pay in compensation, they disconnected the chat. So don't use change now. This is my 
Yeah, they're sounding like Robin Hood. <laughs> yes. Not pleased with change now whatsoever. So now that I vented that to all of the listeners, I feel better about myself. And the, the, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, the minimal amount of, I guess, equity I lost while I sat there, but it's whatever. Yeah. So, all right, man. What uh, what else do you have for our listeners before? We I don't know, start? man. I think we've griped enough about stuff going on. It's a yeah, little out of the norm for us, but yeah, yeah, yeah what a eventually episode. it's got to happen, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, don't give up hope. Yeah. Um, we had a tough week, I think. It, maybe this was this was uh, overdue for us to come on and have a little gripe session. Yeah. Um, yeah, and to our listeners, too, just keep keep sticking with it. It's going to be a little bit harder uh, for now until they open up some more cheap stuff. But, you know, you've got the Discord to go to. This is an amazing community of players, and use it. And right. and and once you've achieved, put back into it. Yes. Play it forward. Did you say play it forward? I did say play it forward. Dude. I saw somebody use that the other day, and I thought, ah, that makes sense. Oh, man. I just stole that from you. That was fantastic. Yeah, just, you know, spread the love. Yeah, absolutely. Play it forward. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, uh, thank you so much for doing the show again with me, and thank you to all, all My of our pleasure. listeners. And I'm going to send it back to you, Too Stupid. Hey, thanks, fellas. Always great as usual. Always appreciate what you guys bring to the table. Our audience appreciates it. Our listeners appreciate it. And speaking about our listeners, make sure that you are subscribing to the podcast so you get notified right away when a new episode hits. If you're on Apple, make sure you're rating it and leaving a review. And don't forget to share and follow us on Twitter. And I might be working on, I'm working, not might be, I am actually working on something for incentives, working for a social token for the podcast. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this project. I don't know if I'm going to be approved and if it's going to come out, but it could be exciting things. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned for that and see how that rolls out. Um, and don't forget to tune in to this week's other episode where we have a guest or guest interview LJ Doucette from the First Mint podcast. Make sure you check it out. It's uh, produced way better than this uh, makeshift podcast. But look forward to talking to everybody later on this week. Always hit us up on DMs. Follow us on Twitter. Make sure you check out dailyuplander.com, upxworld.com, and uh, stay safe in the metaverse. It's the Upix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Upland. Grab your Upix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Upix.